Alexa, play that Amazon ads podcast. Which one would you like to hear? The best one. Okay, now playing that Amazon ads podcast. These gentlemen are completely changing the game. After listening to that Amazon ads podcast, my ads are finally profitable. I also heard they're pretty cute. Welcome back to That Amazon Ads Podcast. Today, we have a special episode. We're going to be revisiting some of the previous lessons that we talked about, uh, about keyword bidding, how to calculate your keyword bids. And in particular, we're going to be going over the number one formula that we use to manage bids in Amazon PPC. Steve is going to be sharing, giving away all the secrets, all the trade secrets when it comes to bidding. Steven, happy new year, man. I think it's the first happy time- Happy new year. First not time we've talked. The, not not all the trade secrets. Not all the trade oh. secrets. There's there's a couple that will be reserved for our masterclass, which by the way, um, as we are recording this episode, we are exporting all of our edited videos and getting ready to upload them all to the masterclass website. So hopefully, I mean that's pretty close to completion. They're basically it's all done. The videos are 98% done being edited. We're starting to export the the ones that are completed, uploading them to the website. What is the website, Andrew? Is it, is it that amazonadsmasterclass.com? I'm not sure if we even decided on the domain yet. Yep, that's what it's going to be. That amazonadsmasterclass.com. Here. Nice. So one. we'll we might we, we, it's, we it's long. It. <laughs> Yeah, we were thinking of yeah, we'll what see. were the other domains we had? We, we had TAM, right? TAP. Just just T A A P. So like that Amazon has podcast, but then it was like tap.university and then there was like tap dot something else, community or something like that. Yeah, you you Andrew ended up buying Andrew bought like ten different website yeah. domains and while we decide which one we're gonna be using. But whatever whichever one we use will be in the description of the video and the podcast show notes if you're listening. So you can check that out. But yeah, so we're, we're covering revenue per click today because uh, I released a series of LinkedIn posts, garnered a lot of attention. A lot of people were asking for more. It was a three-part post because I was limited to, by character count with how many I could put into one post. So we got some people asking for it. We, we talked about revenue per click in our first few episodes and when we we're talking about keyword bidding and everything like that. But a lot of people wanted a bit more in-depth discussion around revenue per click itself as a concept as a whole so that's what we'll be talking about today and by the way everything that that we do on this on this podcast we're just trying to give you guys as much insight as we can to our mind and how we think through things uh things that we've you know we've been in this space for a while we've been testing experimenting <clears throat> i feel like we've had a pretty considerable amount of success in the space so trying to help other people get similar success so that's what this episode is going to be about revenue per click is basically just we think kind of the guiding light, the true north for managing a your ads on a platform that is a cost per click basis. Like when you care about cost per click and your goal is to drive revenue, you should probably be looking at revenue per click. And that's that's the short version of it. But yeah, everything that we do here, uh, there's a lot more streamlined information in the masterclass. And then we also have our AdLab software, which takes all of the principles we're going to be talking about today, uh, basically puts it on steroids in terms of the amount of layers of complexity to the logic but it's all still founded upon revenue per click. And so you can get access to that as well. We have our, our free bid optimizer also in the links below so you can get ad labs and, and optimize your campaigns. So, and then like Andrew said, happy new year. It's the first week of the year. And as we're recording this episode, so Andrew, 
Any uh, any quick jokes you have before we dive in? I'm not much of a joke teller, so we should just jump in. <laughs> okay, let's dive in to revenue per click. So when we're talking about revenue per click bidding, what we essentially mean is trying to determine what your target cost per click should be based on your target ACoS and how many sales on average you're generating per click. So the formula for revenue per click, I mean, it, it is what it sounds like. It's it's your how much revenue you're driving per click. It's your total sales divided by your total clicks. And you can look at this at your total account level. You can look at revenue per click at a campaign level, at an individual keyword level. When it comes to bidding, we bid based on individual keywords. So a lot of times we're looking at the revenue per click per keyword. And then we're just multiplying that revenue per click times your target ACoS. And that is going to be your target cost per click. And so I'm going to share the screen here just so you can see exactly why we are trying to do it this way. And so let me pull this up real quick and you'll see it. But if you think about it, ACoS, the reason why revenue per click is so strong is because a lot of people have difficulty managing ACoS. And that's uh, there. I've seen some surveys on LinkedIn. People are saying, what's your biggest issue? Is it falling sales? Is it you know high spend? What is it? And everyone always says high ACoS is the biggest issue that they are experiencing with. And most of the time what that comes down to is basically just a, a misallocation between spend and sales, right? Because if your ACoS is just spend divided by sales, then what what we're trying to do here is look at ACoS on a click-by-click -click basis. So if you think about it this way, <clears throat> your spend is determined by your cost per click and your sales are determined by your revenue per click. And so that's all we're trying to do to achieve our target ACoS is we're trying to get things down to a click-by-click -click basis. I think when people try to manage ACoS other ways without actually factoring in either CPC or RPC, uh, they're just running into issues because it's really difficult to manage your bids. And actually, Andrew, I, I saw this the other day and I think I was messaging you about it. And maybe this guy's listening to this podcast. I don't know. But there was someone on LinkedIn advocating for having every single keyword in your account have the exact same bid. Uh, do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was saying so. every single keyword in your account should be the exact same bid, regardless of whether it's branded, non-branded, whether it's a competitor term, whether it's a bottom of funnel, non-brand term, no matter what, everything should be the exact same bid. And then you should just raise and lower all of your bids in tandem based on yesterday's ad spend divided by total sales. So you're just what? always looking Dude, at the day is, before. <laughs> that is not where I thought you were going with this. I thought it was going to be something very different. No. But this okay. was a genuine, okay. I, I'm not going to name names because, well, first of all, I don't actually don't even remember the name. But second of all, because we don't do that here. Uh, if We'll name names when we have when we agree with someone. But when we disagree, we'll uh, maybe just invite them on for a debate. But this is uh, this this guy runs an agency and it is the entire agency's approach. Uh, of you just raise and lower all of your bids based on whether or not yesterday's ad spend proportional to total sales was above or below the target of your your tacos or your your t ad cost of total sales, and that's one approach. We prefer figuring <laughs> out <laughs> dialing things in on a click by click basis because what you're going to see is that there are keywords that perform better than others. You know, if if you're selling, you know, if you sell red tennis rackets for kids, you will likely see better conversion rates on the keyword red tennis rackets for kids versus blue tennis rackets for adults. Now your blue tennis rackets for adults keyword might still sometimes convert, albeit at a lower conversion rate, 
So you still do want to put some spend there. It's still some good visibility. Maybe the person, the adult that was looking for their blue tennis racket also has a kid and they like the red tennis racket for kids. And so, you know, maybe they're going to get that one as well. But the frequency of, of that keyword converting is maybe only 10% of the time compared to your much more relevant keyword. So those keywords are going to be uh, very different performance. They're going to have different levels of conversion rates. And so you do want to bid more aggressively on the keywords that are doing a better job of driving sales for you. That's how you maximize sales. And then you have other keywords that are not doing so well, drive some sales periodically, you know, but you know, maybe only 10% of the time compared to your average. So you just want to have lower bids. So you can still have some circulation, some visibility because all those, even if that keyword's only getting one sale a month, you know, if you have a several hundred of those keywords, all of that adds up cumulatively. It all contributes to your, to your product ranking, all of that. But um, at its core, that is all we're essentially trying to do. We are trying to achieve the target ACoS by dialing in everything on a click-by-click basis because after all, Amazon is a cost-per-click platform. Now, you can also technically, if you want to really do this, you can also talk about when it comes to these CPM models, cost per viewable impression. Uh, you can take the same logic and you can do revenue per viewable impression or revenue per impression and dial in your CPMs there. We don't really do that too much, mainly only because, and actually, I don't know if you're going to talk about this, Andrew, but with those view-based impression models, typically the sales are over-attributing what's, mm-hmm. what's actually like the real sales. And so, yep. you know, you, you could apply the same logic here, actually. Uh, you would probably just want to set your target A costs significantly lower, um, just be, knowing that these CPM models typically have really low A costs due to that over-attribution. If otherwise, you, you might just be... I mean, it, the logic still works. You just have to be mindful of not necessarily all the sales are, are accurate. So the reason why I love revenue per click, though, um, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I don't do revenue per click. I do my average order value times my conversion rate, blah, blah, blah. And they're actually, they're the identical. They're the exact same thing. And so we're going to go over to this next slide here. Just going to show you the reason why revenue per click works so well is because it is a combination of your average order value and your conversion rate. Uh, what I would consider probably the two most important metrics when determining how much a keyword is worth, you know, those keywords with higher conversion rates are going to be worth more. And so your conversion rate can fluctuate a lot, a lot from season to season, from keyword to keyword. Um, those conversion rates are going to ride up and down. So you want to make sure that your bids are, are riding up and down proportionally with those conversion rates. Your average order value can change a bit too. You know, you could have different products of different price points going on deals. Um, you know, if you raise your average order value, your conversion rate might drop. If your product's on deal, your conversion rate might increase. And so what you see here is we're saying revenue per click does equal average order value times conversion rate. If you break out average order value, what that is, it's your sales divided by your orders. And your conversion rate is your orders divided by your clicks. And so, as anyone might remember, the cross-canceling when you have, you know, orders up here in the numerator and orders down here in the denominator, those two cancel each other out. And so you're just left with sales divided by clicks. And so when you multiply average order value by your conversion rate, you end up with revenue per click. So the reason why I like using revenue per click just in my spreadsheets and everything is because it's a lot, it's just fewer cells to click on when you're just doing sales divided by clicks versus trying to do sales divided by orders times orders divided by clicks. That's just a lot of clicking and just not necessary. I'm sure some people are, are going to be asking, hey, can I get a screen share of showing you how to do this in an Excel sheet? We do have that in the masterclass. Um, we'll maybe try to do something similar on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube, the YouTube channel so you don't miss it. Um, but yeah, we go a lot more in depth on this in the masterclass. So that is that is essentially just how we're deriving 
revenue per click, how we're getting to it, why we're using it. And yeah, anything to, any other like things to add here, Andrew, before we, I guess, just go, I mean, the, the next, that, that's, I think the end of the screen share, just to show you guys the formulas. Everything else is just going to be talking conceptually about revenue per click, but any questions on these formulas so far, Andrew, Heck. that you think people might be wait, asking? Wait, 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 wait. So I shouldn't set all my keywords to the same bid in my account? I shouldn't do that? I you should, know, I should, I, use, should, I should use this. I was thinking of reaching out to that guy and saying, listen, can we, can I just, can we just do like a, a just one a, batch test? of optimizations? Yeah. yeah. Can, we, can I just, can I just experiment something? I mean, he probably wouldn't uh, because he feels very confident in their process. I mean, their, their slogan is the no BS approach to Amazon and they think all of this is BS, but I don't know. Ah, there's some debate around that. I, I mean, we could have a debate. You want to do a debate? We can do a debate. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is good, man. Um, I love the way you laid it out and everything. I don't really have a whole lot to add here. Um, you know, just kind of revisiting some of these formulas is always good. Um, and yeah, excited to explain like kind of why and and the the reasoning and the logic behind why these other you know bidding systems may not work as quickly or as effectively as uh, revenue per click. So. And there actually is just one last thing that I, I actually want to mention. Uh, one other slide before we we fully conclude this this little presentation, but it's important to keep in mind that everything we're talking about here, when calculating revenue per click, um, you know, taking your re your revenue per click, multiplying it by that target A cost, what that tells you is what your target cost per click should be, not necessarily the bid. Your your bid isn't going to be the same as your target cost per click because your bid has other multipliers attached to it, right? You have if you have dynamic up and down turned on, that's going to be something that's going to be influencing what your actual bid should be. Uh, if you have increasing for top of search, you know, by 50%, 100%, which which we have for a lot of our accounts, um, all, all of that's going to be factoring into play here. So for example, let's just say your, your revenue per click is $2 and your target A cost is 50%. That means on average, you should be spending a dollar per click. Uh, and that could be, you know, at the, at the account level, if you're looking at that, uh, you can dial down. There's a specific keyword maybe that has a two dollar revenue per click and a you know a one dollar CPC and it's good. But if you're increasing for top of search by fifty percent, a hundred percent, two hundred percent, you don't want to set the bid. If you set the bid to a dollar and you're increasing for top of search by two hundred percent, that bid's going to actualize as a three dollar CPC. So a lot of times after you figure out what your target cost per click should be, a lot of times you're then going to actually be having your bid be a little bit lower than that to account for those worst performing placements, you know, product pages, rest of search typically don't do as well as top of search. And so you're gonna be reducing those bids and then increasing back up to win back those placements. So uh, when, when we're talking about your target CPC, it's just your revenue per click times your target ACOS. And then your actual keyword bid is going to be whatever that target CPC is. And then you're going to multiply it by um, some modifiers just to, to account for those placement settings which also looks slightly different between sponsored brands versus sponsored products because of the way those placements work. So that's not what this episode is about. Uh, we have other episodes where we, where we talk more in depth on placements. We'll probably be doing some more episodes talking about placements. And uh, of course, the masterclass is going to go really in depth on that. So uh, right here, we have this screenshot just kind of, or we have, we have another slide. You can just pause here. We're not going to go in depth on it, but you can pause here if you want to look at a quick example on how these are going to work. Uh, oh, I, yeah. There's that $2 CPC example. So you can take a look at that, but 
just one thing to keep in mind is your actual bid is frequently going to be a little bit lower than your actual target cost per click, especially in sponsored products, because you'll be increasing for those other placements. So hopefully that all makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, just to kind of recap uh, what you said there, just whenever you're running these formulas, let's say somebody's got a bulk sheet open and they're trying to follow along and do this at the same time. Um, you're saying when they go in there and they're uh, optimizing the bids with these formulas, they shouldn't just go with what that revenue per click formula times target cost outputs. We should also factor in a, a little bit of a, a decrease for to account for any uh, dynamic bidding strategies or placement settings that are influencing the actual you know max effective bid or that final bid uh, that we're going to actually be landing on. And I know that we're not going to necessarily share uh, and give away all of that information of exactly how placement modifiers are calculated. Um, I know we do that in the masterclass, but let's just say for somebody who's like, uh, you know, doesn't have that access or doesn't have the information, is there like a, a kind of like generic or like, you know, simpler way that they can at least kind of get close to the, to the same results or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. So definitely go back and check out the episode on, let me actually pull it up, Placements Amazon Ads Podcast, episode 14. Uh, check out episode 14 where we talk about how to calculate the what your increases should be for different placements. No surprise when you get there, you're going to see that we're using revenue per click difference, basically. Like what's the difference between revenue per click on top of search versus other placements to figure out what should the increase CPC be. So, you know, you put in your bid and then you're increasing it by an additional 25 or 50% if the revenue per click is 25 or 50% higher. That's kind of the, the short version of it, but you can definitely get more information there. So you can take advantage of that. But if I was going to just give someone a random number for how much to increase their placements by and how much to uh, decrease their bids by, essentially like what, what you're going to be using for that placement modifier variable. After managing dozens and dozens of accounts and campaigns, well, yeah, thousands of campaigns, what I have seen generally the, the performance difference between top of search versus other placements, top of search is generally about 50% better, 30 to 50% better. So I think it's pretty safe for you if you want to take the super lazy approach to increase your placements for top of search by 30 to 50%. Um, some people that's jarring, they're like 50%, I've never done more than 10% increase. But if you do the math, uh, top of search performs quite a bit better. I mean, now with the addition of rest of search and everything and how we tweak the formula, it's you can actually get it up to 100 or 200% increase, but 50%, you'll be pretty safe. And then for that placement modifier, you'll probably want to do something like 0 0.8. Um, so you calculate all your bids and then you multiply it by 0 0.8, which will essentially reduce those bids to being, um, your actual bid's going to be about 20% below your target cost per click. And then as the CPCs actualize across all those placements, paying a little bit more for top of search, paying a little bit less for some other placements, you should average out pretty close to hitting your target cost per click. Now, obviously, every account's going to be different. Every campaign's going to be different. But if you wanted, if you wanted something that's been a, a consistent trend that we've seen, that's one way to go about it. Does that is that kind of what you're trying to get at? Yeah, just just some sort of quick and dirty rule, just just so we don't leave everybody in the dark on this as we kind of progress forward in the conversation. Wanted to make sure they had something that that would get them close or work. Because I know um, our formulas have developed over a long period of time. There there have been times where we've used different things, and it's just progressed to this point where we now have a much more sophisticated strategy and system for how we're managing these bids. And so I know there's been stuff that we have done works 
this just gets it a little more fine-tuned, a little more uh, dialed in. So just wanted to give some, give yeah. the audience something to kind of take back and execute on. Yeah. So for example, when I'm launching new campaigns that don't have any placement data yet, that's kind of my default sta- uh, starting kind of just standard setup is I'll increase top of search by 30 to 50% and I'll set my bids to around 20% lower than what I'm actually, what my target CPC actually is based off of that product's average order value, conversion rate, all that stuff. So yeah, it's a good good way to get started. But let's now switch tracks really quick and just talk a bit more in depth to why we are so, why, why revenue per click is, is a hill that we'll die on. So simply put, revenue per click, in my opinion, in our opinion, is the single best way to manage three elements that are probably the most important elements when it comes to advertising on Amazon. It's your profitability, your ranking, and your investment levels. And managing CPCs while using RPC is kind of the, the core uh, KPI that, that you're determining everything else on. It seems to be the best way for us and from our experience to manage that profitability, ranking, and investment levels. With profitability, it should be pretty obvious by now you're going to be have a lot better success at hitting that target ACoS. It's going to be the best way to align your cost with your sales targets. And you're going to find that you're, you're much more profitable using this approach compared to the standard just increase or decrease by X percent or making up random numbers or setting all your, your keywords to be the exact same bid. You'll see that you, you can actually get more volume within your more total volume, more total clicks, more total sales within your ACoS margins at an account level when you're, when you're managing this way. The second thing is ranking. That's something that I, I hear a lot of people kind of push back on because they'll take this approach. They'll, they'll have their ranking keyword that maybe it currently has 200% ACoS and they, they, uh, they run the revenue per click model and they're targeting their target ACoS of 30% and they see that they lose all their sales on this keyword and their ranking drops. And Andrew, what do you say to those people who that's their, that's their experience? <laughs> Duh. Of course that was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you when using this, it's got to be like realistic targets, right? Like, so for, um, you know, a ranking campaign versus a branded keyword campaign, you have, may have different targets there. Um, and you got to be adaptable to what the market price for these CPCs is. And so within certain strategies, like ranking campaigns in particular, maybe those require a higher ACoS than your, your general kind of profitability keywords and campaigns that you're running just uh, to try to drive, you know, low, low, low cost per click sales. Um, whereas ranking that the goal is to rank, not necessarily to be profitable on that individual target. Now, you know, you got to stay within some sort of bounds of this, right? Or you just run yourself out of business, spending too much, trying to rank on keywords that we're not getting any progress. So yeah, you got to be, you know, use some common sense when it comes to setting your target ACoS for particular keywords. If you've been running on a keyword and generating a 200% ACoS, what changed from the, from then till now that you think you're going to be able to produce, you know, significantly uh, higher conversion rate on on that individual keyword? So, yeah, you, you got to be realistic with what those targets are. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna nuke your bids trying to target your you know whatever that goal is for you. Um, especially if it's significantly lower than what we see on the actual performance of the keyword. Yep. Yeah. I think you said it best when talking about keeping even your ranking strategies within bounds, within some sort of limit. And that's something that I've seen a lot of people when it comes to ranking, they, people can be really good at driving rank, but not necessarily controlling spend on those ranking strategies. 
or even maximizing sales within those ranking strategies. I mean, the the example that I like to give is, you know, if you have a thousand dollars budget that you're willing to invest in in ranking on a keyword, would you rather drive one sale or ten sales? Like, if you had the ten, choice, ten. you know, yeah, like if you had the choice, you still want to get as many sales as possible. So, you know, let's just say you're, uh, you know, a thousand, yeah, you you could you could run that ranking strategy at like 200% ACoS or 1,000% ACoS. Like you could run it at either one. Assuming the budget's fixed, you'd be getting more sales at 200% ACoS compared to 1,000% ACoS. So the the point that I'm trying to make and probably not doing a good job of is that even with ranking, you shouldn't be totally ACoS agnostic and just say ACoS doesn't matter. We just want to spend, spend, spend because it's possible that all that spend for that keyword is getting eaten up by product page placements where your ACoS is a thousand percent. And maybe at top of search, you're getting away with a hundred to 200% ACoS. Uh, you just don't have a lot of spend there because all the, the spend on this campaign is the, the budgets all getting absorbed by product pages. And if you had followed what we're trying to let you guys know, which is to, you know, actually try to actively work towards that hundred to 200% target ACoS where you're still ranking, but you're going to be able to get more sales within that, that volume or sorry, within that budget and you'll be able to get better placements at top of search, which will help you drive better ranking more effectively. So be, as you're driving more sales, and this is something that also is definitely a bit controversial. This is something that's not, Andrew and I wouldn't say that, we were actually talking about this a couple months ago, um, or like six months ago, I think, but we, we were talking about ranking strategies and people are saying, oh, top of search sales count more than other sales. And so for when it comes to ranking, you should only be doing top of search, like 900% increase for top of search. And what I've also seen is top of search, you know, could be, you know, it probably has the highest conversion rate, but at the C the, sometimes the CPCs are like $5, $10 for top of search and only $1 at product pages. And even though product pages is lower conversion rate, it's so much more affordable that actually maybe you can get more total sales volume in getting placements on, on uh, product pages or rest of search simply because the CPCs are lower. So you can actually, your budget can stretch farther for that reason too, on those other placements. So hopefully that makes sense that that what we're trying to say here is you don't just want to spend the money. What you want to do is get as many sales as possible. And that could be at any placement. It could be top of search because there's better conversion rates. It could be on product pages and rest of search because the CPCs are more affordable. You don't just, and, and what we were saying that, that we thought was controversial was we were saying, I think you said this, Andrew, you were saying a sale is a, or we were saying, someone said it. A sale is a sale is a sale or something like yeah, that. A sale yeah. is a sale is a sale. <laughs> That Amazon, we don't think Amazon is applying more weight where if a product gets a sale on top of search compared to rest of search, it's going to go further for the ranking. What we think happens is when Amazon sees a sale or a strong conversion rate on a keyword, it does better in ranking for that keyword, regardless of the placement. And so if you drive a ton of sales on rest of search, you could potentially improve your ranking and start winning more placements on top of search, either on ads or organically. But if the C, let's just say the CPCs are are half as expensive on rest of search compared to top, or even let's just say let's make it even bigger. Let's say top of search CPCs are five dollars, rest of search is one dollar, and you have a hundred dollar budget. So if you have a hundred dollar budget, you can essentially get a hundred clicks on rest of search, or only twenty clicks on top of search. Now you might have better conversion rates on top of search, but you're going to hit that budget limit and only get one order up there. Whereas if you went on rest of search. You probably could have, because you can get five times as many clicks, 
you can maybe get two, three, four, five orders, even with a lower conversion rate, you can get more total clicks, more total sales, which is going to be more effective at, first of all, just your top line revenue and bottom line revenue, but also more effective at ranking it is our philosophy yeah. is that, yeah. Well, I, I think I remember this conversation now. I think somebody was saying that they, they basically set for their ranking campaigns, they'll set their base bids at like two cents or, or really low. And then they'll just increase top of search, like max top of search. And just that way they're their campaigns really only delivering at top of search. And like you said, you know, there's a lot of missed sales opportunity uh, down lower on the pages, on product pages even. And it's really just about where you can most affordably uh, drive the maximum amount of volume with the the given budget or the targets that you have. Um, so yeah. Yeah. When following revenue per click, you're generally going to be seeing that your the, the math and everything's going to be saying, hey, you should be increasing your bits for top of search. But it's a bad strategy to just go all in on top of search and ignore everything else. And so that's another reason why we like revenue per click. It helps us basically just get as many sales as possible everywhere, all over the platform. It seems to be the best way to maximize total volume within our profitability levels. And then if you are trying to rank, you just set a higher target ACoS. You know, you just set your ranking to 200% or whatever. Like, for example, if you had a campaign with zero bid management ever, and it was just a $50 bid and you're not actually getting charged with CPCs. It's just, you know, you're getting whatever Amazon's charging you, whatever the, the second price auction is doing. And if you were to actually just try to actively target 200% target ACoS instead of just letting that naturally happen, but you were just more specific with your placement controls and your bidding controls, you would probably see that you can get more volume within that 200% target ACoS, which would actually be more effective at ranking compared to just blindly spending the money. So yeah, that's... That's essentially ranking. And then the third element, unless if you had anything else there for the ranking or should... No, that was cool. great. So then going over great. to investment levels, managing those investment levels. So this this has been huge for us. There, there are different clients have different needs, um, typically with really large brands. Um, we're talking large companies spending, you know, upwards of, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. A lot of the time, those budgets are fixed. Now, we love it when a client just says, hey, as long as ACoS is profitable, budget's unlimited. That's really easy. You don't have to be so concerned with like your spend pacing throughout the month. But if you do have a fixed budget and you're not able to overspend it, because if you overspend it, that's, you know, basically you uh, broke your contract with the client and they're going to fire you uh, for spending beyond what, what was agreed upon. And if you underspend it, that's not great either, because then they're going to say, why can't you spend this budget effectively? Like, what do we need to find someone else? You like, we told you we wanted to spend this much. You were incapable of spending it. Why? You know, so you have to be able to, you know, well, that's a whole separate conversation around budget management. But revenue per click can can come in clutch here because if you, depending on how you're seeing your pacing throughout the month, like if you're pacing hot, let's just say, and your ACOS is good, you're targeting a 30% ACOS, you're actualizing around like a 28% ACOS. And so you're you're right on the money, you know, but your your spend is coming in really hot. You can usually go to the client, you can just let them know, hey, we're seeing a lot of traffic or conversion rates increasing, whatever. Try to get more budget approved. But if they say no, and you have to stay within that budget, all you simply have to do is just lower your target A cost. You can just say, okay, we're going to uh, lower lower this instead of targeting thirty percent anymore. We're going to try to target like twenty to twenty five percent. And when you just lower that target A cost, and then you multiply that by the current revenue per click. That will lower your CPCs. That will help slow the spend down. It'll improve the margins for the client. No one's ever complained about ACoS being too low, um, provided that the you know the spend and sales are all where they should be. And so 
yeah, if you're if you're overpacing, then you just simply lower your target ACOS and you just sit back and enjoy the better margins. And that will naturally slow down the spend because that's naturally going to pull down the, the cost per click, but you'll still be able to get as many sales as possible within within that that budget. In fact, probably more than than what was forecasted if if that's really the the scenario. So um one other element here that I'll that I'll say is even when looking at ad cost of total sales, this is something that's um that happened with me this last December. We had a, a client that the ACOS was great. Their target is around 40% and they we've been hitting that 40% for the past three months. Sales have been growing. But in December, their ad cost of total sales spiked. So they were typically sitting around 15% and ad cost of total sales spiked to 20%. Now, usually ACOS and your ad cost of total sales are extremely correlated, especially if you're doing CPC models and you're not doing the CPM thing. You're going to see that ACOS and, and ad cost of total sales are correlated somewhere between, I think when we ran the correlation models, it was like a 90% correlation between those. But sometimes they break because sometimes your uh, sometimes Amazon increases the amount of paid placements. And so a lot more sales are coming from paid, or maybe your organic listings just lost visibility because of SEO reasons or products out of stock or who knows, right? There's a, there's a number of reasons for why that might happen. But the simple way in which we respond is we just say, what I told the client is, yeah, um, ACOS is still looking good. Everything within the ads, like we're still seeing sales growth year over year, month over month. Um, ACOS is looking good. The reason why ad cost of total sales spiked is because we saw despite total sales growing and ad sales growing, organic revenue stayed flat. And so in just like relative performance, because organic revenue did not increase at the same rate as which ad sales increased, that resulted in ad cost of total sales coming up. And so to balance that, we just said, okay, within these ads, we're going to, uh, well, I told them we have two choices. We can either, uh, number one, just keep the investment levels and hope the organic comes back up. We'll have to like review organic as a separate issue and see if there's anything going on there. But as a quick fix to just pull down the ad cost of total sales, we're just going to take our, our target A cost that was currently at 40% or sitting at 40%. We're just going to lower that to 35%. And you can just run the numbers with like forecast how much spend that's going to reduce everything by and see how that would influence ad cost of total sales, assuming organic sales continue where they're at. So it's pretty easy. So you can you can manage those investment levels if someone's saying, hey, we want to you know, increase spend or use this budget or reduce budget this much. Um, you can really quickly just look at what the revenue per click has been, figure out what the cost per click should be based off of that, and kind of forecast as to how many clicks you're going to be getting, what the total spend is going to be getting. And you can manage your budgets and investment levels that way and, and control your ad cost of total sales in, in that way as well. So does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I, I get you. Um, yeah. Sounds like, you know, um, we can manipulate the pacing via what types of targets we're using within these formulas and um, can potentially like in certain situations, get our ad dollars to stretch a little bit further, um, maybe not blow through them so quickly or, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah. Makes total sense. Um, there is this one kind of like lingering thing that I always hear come up whenever we're talking about using revenue per click. It's um everybody says it's it's their reason why they they don't like revenue per click. And it's they always say when I use revenue per click, my ACOS goes up. Actually, mm. so what do you have to say? What do you, what do you have to say to those to those people? Man, I'm glad you asked, Andrew. Yeah, people people uh, many advocates for AI say this. They say there's a a non-linear correlation between your cost per click and your ACOS. And they'll say you can reduce your CPCs 
and your ACOS spikes. Now, okay, this, uh, oh man, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. The thing is, ACOS, like we were saying a minute ago, is ACOS is cost per click divided by revenue per click, right? So on, on that slide, we said it was CPC divided by RPC. So if your CPC comes down, the only way in which ACOS can possibly go up is if your RPC drops even faster, you know? And so when you lowered mm -hmm. your CPC, your RPC also came down, which means like we were looking at RPC as a factor of average order value and conversion rate. So which one went down? Was it your average order value or conversion rate? Well, we'll assume average order value stays flat because most of the time it is. So it means when you reduce your CPC, your conversion rates also came down. That's the only way in which you're going to experience the scenario where you lower your bids and your ACOS goes up is if your CPC basically falls at a faster rate than your cost per click. So maybe you reduce your bids by 10%, but your conversion rate falls by 20%. You're going to experience that ACOS spike. Now, the, there's two reasons for why this happens. Number one, and what I see mo happen in 90% of scenarios, is that people lost their top of search placements because they did not, when they, when they ran the revenue per click thing, uh, and they were running the formulas and, and adjusting the bids, their bids all came down, and they weren't increasing per top of search. So what actually happened, you know, when they lowered the bid from $2 to $1, let's just say this, previously the CPCs at top of search were $2, and everywhere else was $1. And their ACOS was great at top of search and bad everywhere else. And because it was bad everywhere else, their keywords had high ACOS, so they tried to reduce their bids. But what ends up happening when they lower the bid from $2 to $1 is they actually lost all of the sales happening at top of search where ACOS was actually good. And they isolated all of their spend now to product pages where ACOS was really high. And so now they're only spending on product pages. And that's going to be in 90% of scenarios, why reducing your bids results in higher ACOS is because you didn't counteractively uh, or take those counteractive measures to increase top of search to make sure that you're still winning those core placements. And so you absolutely do have to handle both your keyword bids and your campaign placement settings in tandem for this to work. Um, because at the end of the day, it's one bid, right? It's a bid with a multiplier and that all creates one CPC. So that's the first thing. The second thing that's a, it's similar to, to why this might happen is if you have a bunch of, let's say you have auto campaigns, right? I'm not sure if this is easy for people to conceptualize. Here's how I, how I try to conceptualize it. I just gave the example of different CPCs for different placements. And if you reduce your bid, you lose the more expensive placement that actually had a better performance, better conversion rate, better ACOS, all that kind of stuff. And now you're only paying for the cheaper one where the conversion rates were so low that ACOS was through the roof. The same thing can happen with search terms on the other side of your keyword targeting. So if you are if you have broad match or phrase match keywords or auto campaigns, you'll have different search terms coming through and those different search terms have varying levels of performance, different conversion rates, different ACOS. So there could be, you know, if your phrase match um, is, if you're doing phrase match tennis rackets and there's a more expensive keyword or sorry, a more expensive search term that's driving all the sales for that keyword. So you got your keyword tennis rackets and maybe there's tennis rackets for kids that has a higher CPC, but a really strong conversion rate, really good ACOS. And then you have a cheaper uh, search term that's just like tennis rackets for adults or whatever, right? To kind of recycle this example from before. Maybe tennis rackets for adults is driving a lot of your spend, albeit at a lower CPC, lower cost per click, but it has really low conversion rate and really high ACOS because you're selling a product for kids or teenagers or whatever I said before. 
So when you reduce your bid on that keyword, trying to you know manage the, the ACoS there, you actually lost all of the visibility on the one search term that was driving all of the sales for this keyword because that one was, was more expensive. And now you're only spending on the underperforming search terms. And so the way to fix that is obviously just through, you know, make sure you're harvesting converting search terms, using exact match keywords to that. That's the whole point of keyword harvesting and exact match is that you can bid independently for unique search terms because we do believe they have different levels of conversion rates and therefore deserve different CPCs and, and different bids. And so that is why decreasing those bids can potentially cause a, a spike in ACoS is because you're you're basically you're you're underspending on the items that are worth more because you didn't take the proper measures to manage these campaigns, to manage the placements, to harvest these keywords, etc. If you're doing all of that appropriately and properly, you should not see this example where you lower your bids and your ACoS goes up. Yeah, absolutely. Mic drop. I'm gonna clip <laughs> that one up. <laughs> no, I just see it so much. I just see it, like every time anybody's talking about revenue per click, this is always the number one thing that people say. So I think that was a great way to address it. I mean, it, it pretty much just sounds like number one, um, good campaign practices, management, making sure we're doing harvesting and um, making those modifications to placement settings in tandem with, with where we're changing our bids. Uh, to help prevent some of that lost visibility. And that's pretty much what it sounds like is you lost by by using revenue per click on something, you lost visibility on whether it be a placement or a string of keywords or uh, an individual search term that's driving the bulk of that good performance for you and lowered it. So now you're only able to deliver on these poor performers. Um, yeah, that was a great submission. That's exactly, I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. You've You've just you've taken yourself out of the auction for the top performers, and you're now only competing on the, on the bottom performers, and that's why your ACoS goes up. But yeah, like what I see um, proponents of AI do, like their their base case scenario for why to use AI is because they identify that CPC doesn't always correlate to ACoS. That CPC's rising and falling doesn't always correlate to ACoS. That's true. I have many accounts where after I take on management for them. We see our CPCs go up and our ACoS comes down, you know, within the first 30 days of, of working together. And the reason for that is usually because I'm doing a lot of beta reductions. We're just doing also a lot of increases for top of search. And so at, at the total account level, you do see that the CPCs are rising and ACoS is falling. But on the individual keyword level, what was happening was a lot of those bids were being reduced and we were just increasing bids on specific keywords that we harvested out and specific placements. Um, but when people, what, what these AI tools do that I don't think is the best is because they're they're not considering all of these different elements between um, varying search term performance and varying placement performance. All they're doing is is they're just raising and lowering these bids to try to find when do, is the bid when when the bids at a certain level when does that hit the target A cost and they try to lock it in there. But I just I think it, to me that that just seems like to be a misunderstanding of the control capabilities that we have first and secondly uh, I think it seems to be a, a misunderstanding of of the, the the real correlation between really just cost per click and revenue per click, because while while that can be the case where where you can lower your bids and your ACoS can spike, it's because of a, of some other factor that happened. I think if you had a, a single keyword campaign, just to make things like you know super simple, if you just had a single keyword campaign that was exact match and you had those placements 
and there's nothing weird happening with your conversion rates because you're, because of sales or seasonality, all that kind of stuff, and it's all just very, very specific and exact, you would see a direct correlation between CPC at a placement level and that ACoS because we're assuming your revenue per click should stay the same. If it's one keyword, exact match, one campaign, your revenue per click will be slightly different at different placements, but they shouldn't change from week to week to month to month. All those revenue per clicks should, in theory, kind of should have, you know, unless if your conversion rate's changing, they should stay the same. And if your product's not changing, your keyword's not changing, and your placement's not changing, you shouldn't see conversion rate change. And if conversion rate's not changing, then then uh, yeah, your CPC will be 100% correlated with your ACoS in that, in that regard. So if that doesn't make sense, leave a comment. I'm happy to explain more. Better yet, <laughs> join our Discord. Uh, we've been we've been much more active in answering questions in in our Discord, which is our our free uh, online chat room community thing where you can interact with me and Andrew. So get in there if you're not in there. We got 400 guests in our Discord server. We're people just like you. So join in. Now we've got one last thing to cover off on, and then we'll wrap up this episode. So let's just switch over into this very last element. So the final element, and uh, we're kind of running out of time here. So we might have to do another episode on this, but also we did kind of cover off on this on, I think it was episode three, where we say how to optimize high spend non-converting keywords. That's that's a big part of it. That That's essentially everything. So go back and watch that episode, episode three. But the other way in which revenue per click bidding, I think trumps any other approach to managing bids on Amazon is because it solves the low data problem which is essentially how do you optimize a keyword bid with one click and no sales? And this is actually, this is, if you can if you can get this right, I think you can win in the Amazon space. I think this is probably the most important thing for people to understand because some people might still, you know, they'll, they'll manage revenue per click on all these types of, you know, they'll, they'll try to de- deploy this, but for those keywords with one click and no sales, Obviously, you can't do revenue per click because there's no sales to be accounted for in the sales divided by clicks equation. And so people usually do is they'll just say, okay, it's a low visibility keyword. I'll just increase the bid by 5% or 10% because we're trying to get more traction on it. But if you have you know, tens of thousands of these keywords in this condition that are low visibility, one click, no sales, et cetera, then cumulatively, those can absolutely kill your account and bleed you. So you might have... And this is actually piggybacking off of last week's episode about around bid ceilings and part of why we decided to then follow up with this week's episode on revenue per click is that you you have to be mindful of your revenue per click at a total ad group level, at a total campaign level to figure out what your average cost per click should be for these individual keywords. So if you're determining for a specific ad group or a specific campaign that your average cost per click should be around 50 cents and you see a keyword that has a $2 bid and a $2 CBC, but it's one click and no sales, you know that you don't want to increase anymore because even though it's only one click and it's only two bucks, it's not a big deal. You know you're overspending based off of the benchmarks, based off of the averages for that ad group, for that for that campaign, when you're looking at revenue per click at, at a more aggregated level, right? And that was what we talked about last week. We said there's times to super segment your data to get very specific, very granular. But then there are times where you can over-segment and get too granular and get into these situations where you have really low data and we need to re-aggregate the data 
to figure out a, a wider benchmark. So you, that's where you start looking at, a, at an ad group or a campaign to see, generally speaking, what is the revenue per click saying and how does that dictate what the average cost per click should be? And so that's what we do for, to, to optimize those. Um, if there's a keyword with one click and no sales and the bid is 20 cents when you're figuring that your average cost per click should be 50 cents or a dollar, then absolutely you can increase that bid right there. But um, if the bid was $2 and $2 CPC, then you know you don't need to increase anymore. So that was last week's episode on the bid ceilings. But um, that that's that's essentially how we solve the low data problem is by re-aggregating data, rolling it up into a, a higher a hierarchy of, of different data points. And that's something that frankly was a nightmare to do on, on bulk sheets. And that's why we created Ad Labs to do this. And so having those uh, in Ad Labs, we have these things called smart bid ceilings that do just that will increase bids on low visibility keywords up until the point in which they they run into a ceiling that's dictated by either the ad group or the campaign based on certain data confidence levels. Um, but it's also our way of optimizing keywords with a lot of spend and no sales. So yeah, review last week's episode, review episode three, and um, use ad labs. And that will basically, I think, answer that question. But again, join the Discord if you have more questions on that. Happy to, to dive into it in, in much more depth. But I will just really quickly say what I typically see the mistake that people do here when they're trying to optimize these keywords Maybe it's a brand new keyword, right? No clicks, no sp no sales. And like, what, how do I use revenue per click here? Again, you can just look at the ad group, look at the campaign, and that can help you determine what a good starting CPC would be. Um, or, or look at other campaigns, you know, just figure it out. Your average order value, your average conversion rate for this product, for keywords of, uh, that are similar to this one, use that. But what I, the mistake that I see people do is they usually just do Amazon's suggested bid, which I don't know about you, Andrew, but... Uh, for some of my clients, especially through this last December, I was seeing, you know, we typically average like a $1.50. We were seeing suggested bids in the $20 to $40 range. Whoa. Like Dang. $20, like there's one keyword, yeah, $20 was low end, $40 was high end, and Amazon was suggesting like a $30 bid. Dang. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. Those suggested bids can, they seem to be inflated. I mean, maybe people are actually bidding at those levels, but um, I definitely have seen that as well, especially right now, I have a, a company that I work with that sells supplements. And so coming into January, um, oh, yeah. you know, new year, new me, that type of thing, we're usually averaging like $2 to 25 CBCs. Um, those suggested bids I was looking at yesterday were like at least 10, you know, seven to $10. Um, so yeah, certainly don't think that's the best, best path forward for most people to just go off of uh, what Amazon's recommending there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how those CPCs get that high. Maybe there's there's a couple other people who are using some form of automation or increased bids on low visibility keywords um, that don't have smart bid ceilings in place. So they just increase them to infinity and beyond and get those bids up in that range. And these keywords maybe just like, you know, they're not driving a ton of traffic because maybe they're low search volume keywords. And so none of these other people have caught it yet um, that these bids are way too high. And so, uh, I, who knows? Who knows, right? That's that's just like one theory that I have. But another mistake I see people do, and it's not a bad it's not bad logic. But if they're harvesting a keyword, they'll use the converting search term CPC. Or if they just added the keyword, but it doesn't have any search term history, um, or 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 maybe they'll look at a different campaign. They'll be like, okay, what are the, what has the CPC been for this search term in other campaigns? 
and they'll try to look at their search reports and pull it in from there. It can work sometimes, um, but the reason why it might not work is twofold. Number one, you're converting search term CPC could sometimes be really stinking low. Like I've seen this happen not infrequently where my converting CPCs are like two cents or three cents or five cents, like way, way, way below what I was actually bidding. And that's because Amazon doesn't always charge you the full bid. Sometimes your your actualized CPC is much lower. And there could be some weird scenarios in which you, um, I mean, you, it was like right at the stroke of midnight or something and everyone else ran out of budget and you were the last person bidding. And therefore you got, you were the highest bidder at two cents, you know? So, so even though you're bidding a dollar because you can afford a dollar, Amazon only charged you two cents. And so now when you harvest in the search term, if you're starting with your converting CPC, you might be starting too low, which over time, you know, you'll hopefully be gradually increasing that back to where it should be. But that, that it can, you can run into issues where your CPCs are, are way too low, or you can run into to issues where your CPCs way too high. Now, if when you are converting or sorry, when you are harvesting keywords from your search report, uh, as we talked about on our episode around keyword harvesting, we recommended not, um, well, a lot of people will say, I'm only going to harvest keywords that are within my target ACoS. We don't really like doing that. We like harvesting keywords that are also over our target ACoS because they're still driving sales. All we're going to do is we're just going to adjust the bids on those when we harvest them so that they're right in line with our target ACoS by controlling the CPCs. So you're probably either missing out sales opportunities because you're not harvesting high ACoS search terms into keywords and adjusting the bids on them, or you are, but when you're using the exact same CPC where it was high ACoS, you're going to be continuing to be high ACoS. So when you're harvesting these search terms, you can actually just do the RPC method on the search terms and calculate those bids as you're pulling them in based off of the search term performance, based off the search term RPC. You can do that just to get a good head start. Or you can just look at the ad group that you're pulling them into, look at the campaign that you're pulling them into, and use the campaign or ad group data uh, to determine your RBC and therefore determine your bid. And final, final caveat that I will say is if you have a keyword with one click and one sale, your revenue per click is going to be through the roof. And uh, we don't do revenue per click for those scenarios. <laughs> so... Uh, as we said on episode four around when to increase bids, um, we actually, we really only use RPC for reducing ACoS. We primarily only use it for, for reducing ACoS on high ACoS keywords or on high spend non-converting keywords. That's primarily when, when we use RPC. On keyword with on a keyword with one click and one sale, it's very likely going to be a low ACoS keyword. And for those low ACoS keywords, what we do is we just increase those bids by 5, 10, 15, 20% depending on, you know, other things we've talked about in previous episodes, but you're just going to be increasing those bids by 5, 10, 15, 20% on those low ACoS keywords up until the point of the keywords revenue per click bid ceiling. You know, that's like where the bid ceiling comes in. We don't like to just, you know, jump it from, you know, perhaps the revenue per click on that one click, one sale keyword. It's like a $10, $20 revenue per click. We're not just going to skyrocket our bids up to, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks. Um, because we know that, you know, it's going over time, it's probably not going to maintain that same level of performance, especially at, at that high of a CPC, because it could be an auto campaign, could be a broad batch or phrase match campaign, where when you increase those bids, you're actually opening yourself up to a big wider range of search terms that are going to have 
unpredictable performance um, or just over time, you know, after more clicks comes through, things are going to actualize. So for those scenarios, we we don't just jump to revenue per click. We'll use that as like a, a bid ceiling for us to make sure we don't overshoot that. But then we'll just increase those bids by five or 10%. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I think I think people will get that. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of things to take out of that. I'm not gonna go into it too much because uh, we've already been going for I don't even know how long. I think uh, an hour. An hour? Okay. Yeah. So we kind of dug into this. Uh, I think pr- pretty sufficiently. Um, I think that was good. That should be a good takeaway for everybody. Go, you know, go back and, and start to try to implement this more and uh, check out Masterclass because we're ready. We're ready to teach you how to do all this stuff, show you all, take you behind the curtain, show you exactly how we're doing all the stuff we don't tell you on this podcast. We tell you it inside the masterclass. Yeah. All the trade well, secrets. And also it's it's just a much better medium, right? We've got a whiteboard, True. we've got a ton of screen shares uh, and there's none of this banter of us going back and forth asking each other questions. It's it's only one of us talking at a time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's what we hope and think is the most premium single place to get all of your Amazon PPC education uh, at one stop. So yeah, get the masterclass. It's, we put our heart and soul into it. We, we were spending all of 2023 building it and uh, get ad labs. If you want to just basically um, copy all of the, our bidding strategies, we, we just put it all into code so that it was scalable for anybody to use and access and get in the discord so that you can ask us questions on this episode or on any other episodes that you have and also engage with our community. And that's that's what we talked about, Andrew, is our, our, in 2024, we said we're building three, our three Cs, we're building a community, a course, and code or software. And there's a free version for everything. And then there's a, wait, d- d- course, what Content, did I say? community, code. Oh, yeah, Content, yeah, there community, it is. Code. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did yeah. I say? I don't know, courses, community code, I think. Well, that's same, oh. same kind of idea. Yeah, but, content, yeah. <laughs> community, code. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're striving to have a free version of, of uh, in some regard of, of everything. So there's a free version of um, our content, which is the podcast you listen to. There's a free version of Ad Labs, and the Discord community is free. So take advantage of all of it to accelerate your learning, accelerate your performance, and have a great rest of 2024 with much success. All right, we'll see you guys next week. All right, peace.